I need to do is stay still. Come on, somebody. That's, that's good stuff right there. We need to know that. We need to hear that. We need to listen to that. That needs to be what we do. Wow, that's kind of tall there, ain't it? I'm sitting down today a little bit. I'm going to talk to you. So. Wow. Praise God for, for everything that he's done for us and he's going to do for us. I encourage you to go back online and, uh, and watch that again. If I can get my, my thing to rotate. There you go. Thank you, Jesus. Um, I encourage you to go back online and um, listen to that song again and listen to the words of it. Because I really believe that there's some powerful words, especially for this time right now. Right now, there's a lot going on. And sometimes, all we need to do is just praise God, worship Him, and just be still and let Him work. Rather than trying to get involved in everything and trying to respond to everything. Sometimes we need to just allow God to do that and bless us and help us and encourage us. What a, what a, what a trying time we're going through right now. But God... Is the same yesterday and today forever. And every time the children of Israel went through any kind of trial or tribulation, he brought them through. And he's going to bring us through. Amen? Oh, somebody say something. I hear some voices. Um, you are well pleased if, if you're you know, online. Man, I'm so glad you're, you're online. If you weren't able to come be with us today, um, please use your thumbs to praise and worship. Um, if you're in here, and, and you know, just everything's changed, <laughs> right? So if you're in here and you, wanna, you want to... Uh, Jump on your, on your phone and, and watch, watch live as far as being able to text and, and, and get involved that way as well, too. Please do that. But also, I want to hear your voices. Now, I know y'all used to be in a home just using your thumb. So if you still want to do that, that's fine. But if, since you're in here, a little amen, hallelujah, thank you, brother, thank you, thank you, Pastor Doug, would be good every once in a while. Okay? All right. So I, I, know, I know Jay's got my back. He's, 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 he's going he's to look out for me. So did I ever tell y'all about the story about the woman... Um, the man and the husband and wife um, that went to heaven. Well, the husband who went to heaven, and when he got to heaven, um, he said, "What I got to do to get what I got to do to get into heaven?" Saint Peter says, "Well, we make it really easy um, for those um, who are Christians." You know, how, he said, "How do you spell love?" And he said, "Well, that's that's great." And hey, L O V E. He said, oh, "That's great. Come in." He said, "Saint Peter said, listen, I got to go to the bathroom real fast. Can you stand here and just ask everybody who comes in, how do you spell love?'" And they should be able to say it if they're already here and so they can come in. I said, sure. So then for some reason, his wife dies next. His wife comes to the gate. And he says, hey, honey. She said, hey. He, said, he, he, said, he says, how do you spell Czechoslovakia? <laughs> so uh, obviously uh, he wasn't too keen on, on her being there. So, um, you know, but, but, but that's, what, that's what we do. Uh, the title of my message is, is love slash hate. Um, and, and it's going to, it may seem like, you know, political a little bit at times, but it's really not. I really, I'm not really getting into political debate today. I've, I've said what I've had to say over the last couple of weeks, and we may have a series at some point in time, but, but today it's deeper than that. I want you to listen to it. Now, if it fits that in, in your life, then, then hey, use that. But, um, but this, is, this is much deeper than just um, the, the, the environment that's going on right now. Because um, whenever I was in high school, um, I, I found my yearbook not too long ago, and I looked in my yearbook, and I saw, you know, everybody was saying, hey, they used to call me Dougie Fresh and stuff. So they was like, hey, Dougie Fresh, you know, you're the man, all this kind of stuff. And so I saw all these one. I was like, oh, man, that's great, that's great. It was so encouraging to see that. But then I was looking through the pictures, and I saw some pictures that I had people's faces marked, marked off, like a big X. And I was like, oh, you know, why, why, did, why did that? And then, then I realized it was April. No, I'm playing 
<laughs> no, April was a buddy. We, we went to high school together and sat, sat with each other in, in biology or science or something. But anyway, but there were some exes. I was like, really? And I was like, man, well, I wonder what bothered me so bad that I felt like I need to go to, to my yearbook and cross somebody's face off. That's a little anger, right? That's probably a little bit of, that's probably really not anger. That's probably a hatred. I probably just didn't like somebody at all. You know, they probably, for whatever reasons, you know, maybe I didn't like who they were or how they treated me or whatever. But, but, but that, that's the world that we live in. And that kind of raci- that racial tension, that, that, that relationship tension, family tension, and stuff like that. Man, we just, we're so easy just to write people off because we don't like what they do or what they say or how they act. You know, we don't, we don't get any deeper than that. We're so shallow. You know, when someone does something we don't like or we disagree with or they're, they're not part of our affiliation, then we just, okay, I'm done with you. How sad is that? How sad does that make God that we just write people off just left and right just because I don't agree with you, I don't like you, you're, you're, not, you're not my party affiliation, you're, you're this color, you're that color, you know, your family comes from this background or, or you did this to me or you go to that church and I go to, you know, it, it's just crazy. You know, we, in this world we hate for stupid reasons. You know, because of skin color, political parties, sports, you know, team names, last names, you know. Oh, you a Smith? Oh, we don't like y'all. You know, you, know, you, you, know, you a Jones? Oh, well, oh, them Joneses, we don't get along with the Joneses. You know, it's, it's just crazy. You know, oh, oh, uh, you're gay? Oh, you're, you're white, you're black? You're Republican, you're Democrat? I hate, I hate you. Oh, oh, you're a Duke fan? Well, it's okay to hate Duke fans. It really is. <laughs> but, but other than Duke fans, you can't hate nobody. You know, you're a Muslim, whatever, you know, but we just write people off because of their affiliation with whatever that, that they're a part of, and we just don't want to deal with it. And, and really what it is is we don't want to find anything else that we have in common. We're not interested in seeing if there's anything that we do like. We find the one thing we don't like and capitalize on it and just run. How sad is that? Now, bear with me. I'm going to be watching my notes more than usual, probably, because God changed my message at 10 o'clock last night, <laughs> Last night at 10 o'clock, and so I'm probably going to be looking here a little bit, little bit extra than I normally do. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm so ADD, guys, that, that, that I have to keep myself focused. That's why I look. I do look a lot anyway because I want to make sure I stay on point because if not, I'll go on tangents. That's why I don't memorize them because when I memorize them, I start on one message and finish another one. So, um, but anyway, but, you know, we, you know, people don't look like us. They don't act like us. They don't live like us. And, 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 and if they don't share our same opinions or views, you know, haters are going to hate, as, as we, we often say. Well, 1 John 4, 20 and 21 says, um, if someone uh, says, I love God, but hates a fellow believer, that person is a liar. Wow. <laughs> Chopin, talk about bringing out the whips on the first Sunday everybody comes back. You know, you're done, son. You're a liar. For, for if we don't love people that we can see, how can we love God whom we do not see? And he has given us this command, those who love God must also love their fellow believers. And we're, we're supposed to love everyone. Okay, now the message, the message says it like this. The message says, um, the message uh, paraphrase says, If anyone boasts, I love God, and goes on hating his brother or sister, thinking nothing of it, he's a liar. And he won't love the person he can see. How can he not? How can he love the God he can't see? The command that we have from Christ is blunt: love God. Include loving God includes loving people. You've got to have both. And I just love how, how the message put that right there. And it's easy to say it's easy to say that oh I love God when it doesn't cost you anything. 
when you come to church and you're reading your Bible and you're having a good week, you know, when you're weekly attendance. But, real, but the real test is when, when, when the person standing right in front of you that's done wrong to you. Then do you love God and do you love others? It's easy when, no, when we're not confronted. But when, when your blood starts boiling a little bit because you have some issues and, and you're looking at someone and, and, and you're like, hmm, you feel, you feel that inside you, and you realize that, hey, you got to do something. But, but the Scripture is so blunt. It says, hey, you, you're a liar. You, you are not telling the truth. You know, you, you are, are, are of your father, the devil, when, whenever you say that I love God, but I can't love people. Love is a verb. Remember, the, uh, uh, who was that, that, Craig, that sung that song? The uh, Beast, not the Beastie Boys. <laughs> DC Talk. DC Talk. They sung that love is a verb. Love is action. Love is not supposed to just be still. Love is not a noun. It's, it's, it's action. It's movement. You know, the people, God calls us to, to and the Bible calls us to, to, to live with people, not in isolation. And we get to the place where we just want to be isolated, and we don't want nobody to bother us. We, don't want, we just want to be out of the shell, and I want to go through my day and nobody bother me. Um... But come on, we, we, we look at each other and we, and, and we feel like that, that a lot of times we elevate ourselves above other people. But let's be real, I'm a mess, you're a mess, we're a mess. Thank God that we have a God that loves us and cares enough about us. If we had another God that wasn't God Almighty and Jesus, I bet you they wouldn't treat us the same way. Because they couldn't give us the love that he gives us. There would be a whole lot more judgment, Okay. Um, but God wants us to do life together and love each other. Um, based on relationship, not based on our relationship with him, loving each other because of our, our relationship, not because of who we voted for or who we need. Do you know that one another, the, the words one another is in the Bible 61 times or more? Greet one another, serve one another, pray for one another, do for one another. And it goes on and on, and it says, By this you will know that you belong to him by loving one another. Our world is so broken right now. Our world is so broken right now. It's dark. We see hatred everywhere. And, 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 and every time you, you, you feel like you're doing good and you're getting over things and you're, things are getting a little bit better, something else happens. Some, somebody else dies. Somebody else does injustice. It's just like, it's like okay, whew, this may be, it may be about to calm down now. And then, boom, something happens. And then it just escalates all over again. And it's just a cycle. Now, the, this is not the end of time, okay? I know everybody thinks that. But I promise you, this is the beginning of the end of time. <laughs> it's not the end. Now, trust me, it ain't over. It is not over. You know, but, but. This is the beginning of the end of times. This, this is what the Bible is talking about at the beginning of, of the end of times and when things are happening. And so we've got to, 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 to love one another, greet one another, serve one another, pray for one another, you know, and, 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 and know that we, that we love each other and care for one another because during these times we need each other. And we need each other's perspective. Why would you want to be around people who only have your perspective? That, that, that they're only believed the way you do. I mean, you, you, then you, that, that's a cult. That's a cult. When everybody thinks like you, acts like you, does like you, then you're in a cult. But we need to get outside of that. Me, I, you know, y'all probably saw on Facebook, um, Pastor Jameson in town, and he, he uh, gr a great brother friend of mine from, from Hope, Baptist, Hope Baptist on Greenfield Street. 
And um, uh, it's funny. Me and him, we, we pick and fight like cats and dogs, having fun, fun like brothers. We pick at each other, and we laugh, and we joke, and we, we, we just have a great time. But me and him, on a, on a couple political issues, we have some starch, hard-line differences. Well, just, a, just a couple. You know, not all of them, but just a couple of them. You know, and, but he's my brother. Well, Pastor Doug, how can someone that you got such a hard line difference with be your brother? Because we don't focus on, on that. We don't talk about that very often. Now, there are times that we have discussion about it, you know, and, and, and we discuss it. But, you know, eight times out of ten, when we come together, we're talking about God. We're talking about doing outreach together. We're talking about souls. We're talking about, about, about whatever it may be. Well, a military, he's military. So we're talking about, we're talking about all this other stuff. You can have hardcore disagreements with someone, but still have relationship with them. And we need to work towards doing that. You know, but here's the problem is, we try, when people come in the back doors here to the church, we try to disciple them before they get saved. Let me say that again. We try to disciple them before they get saved. It don't, it don't work that way. You destroy them when you do that. Because you're trying to make them live like a Christian when they're still in the world. And you're trying to give them direction, and you're trying to do and, and, and it's very offensive to people. But we're supposed to love, bring them in, have relationship with them, let them receive Christ, and after they receive Christ, then begin to disciple. We love them to Christ. Some people are, I know, but I know you, but Pastor, you know, but Pastor Doug, you don't know some of my family and some of my friends. Some people are just about as loving as a cross between a skunk and a porcupine. Sometimes you just, it's like they're prickly. You, you ever met a prickly person that every time you, you, they just stick you, every time you're around them, and they got a, they stinking thinking, you know? You know, it's kind of like that, that, that nasty cough that man has behind, beside you, you know, when you're on the, on, on the bus or you're in the Walmart parking, in a Walmart checkout line, you know? He, he, he sits there and he's coughing and he smells like onions and, and it, 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 or, or maybe it's that crew group of people that, that, stand, that, that, that stands next to you somewhere else when you're, at, when you're out in public and, and you're in a line and, and they won't stay six feet away from you. Or, or maybe it's your mean neighbor. Or maybe it's that idiot that drives 35 in a 45 mile per hour zone. <laughs> oh, so that was, a, that was a personal. Okay, Lord, I love them too. That, was, that just hit me right in my heart. Okay, Lord, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Um, but, but, you know, you, you ask, hey, you know, there's all kind of distrust, and there's all kind of this, and, and, and I've, I've got such starch differences. Some people, you know, you, you feel like, you know, in those kind of situations, you just feel like some people just need to be punched in the throat, right? You know? Well, that's not the feeling to have. If you have that kind of feeling that you, you see someone, you, it, w whether it's a family member, a neighbor, a friend, or just a stranger, and you have that feeling on you, man, you have to get on your knees and pray. You have to get down and bow down to God. What we're supposed to do when we have those people is say, tell me your story. Where, where did you, tell, me, tell me your story. Well, you, well, but that's awkward. Well, you know why it's awkward? Because you're not friends. You haven't built a relationship. So you build a relationship with people. You start talking with them, become friends, and then ask them to. So that's, that's why I know Jameson, because I know his story. Some of the things that, that we are different on, I understand because I know his story. I may not agree, but I totally understand where he's coming from because of his story. 
And so we need to ask each other. So what, tell me your story. What you come? What's going on in your life? You know, you know this, this and that. How'd you grow up? And you may find out that you may have some things that some of the same hurts and pains. You know, so so you ask them that instead of instead of loving and learn, learn um, loving and learning people, we as Christians sometimes tolerate people, and that's the sin that Christians have. They they call it love, but in reality, it's toleration. Now God gave me this late last night around around ten o'clock. I was just freaking out about it, and I and so I started asking myself, Doug. Who are you just tolerating and calling it love? Well, I don't hate them, but, you, but you're around them, and you, you're just tolerating them while they're there. Man, that just cut me in my heart. And I, I don't really know anybody, but, but, but it definitely made me desire to guard my heart because out of my heart, you know, floweth what I, how I feel, right? And so I challenge you today to ask yourself right now or maybe later on, who am I tolerating? And who do I need to stop tolerating and start loving? Man, that's just a powerful word. And I want you just to think about that. Maybe somebody, y'all make sure and be, please be, be commenting down here in the bottom. You know, and, and, and somebody type in there, love, don't tolerate. Okay? So, you know, we, and we talk about this, this story. And everybody's all about the Samaritan story. Everybody loves the Samaritan story. The Samaritan went to the Jew and, and, and helped the Jew out there. And they were supposed to hate each other. You know, they loved. And what a wonderful thing. Everybody else walked right by him. And we love to tell that story. But are we the priest? And are, are, are we, are we the, the minister that walks by? You know, what if it wasn't a Jew? You know, and you put yourself in there. What if it was a Democrat or a Republican? What if it was a Muslim or a homosexual or a drug dealer or a gang member or black or white or Asian or Indian and, and, and they needed your help? Were you, would you be able to stop and do it or would you be like the first two that walked across? We love that story until we put it in. Our, we love Bible stories, but then when we apply them to our lives, we kind of don't, we, we don't want to do that. Because when it beca then it becomes real. Story, uh, stories are good, but then it's like, okay, now, now you do that. Uh, uh, uh. Man, that was, man, oh, praise God, man, that spoke to me. Did it speak to you enough to change you? Did it speak to you enough to do something different? Show me in Scripture where Jesus ever, ever commanded us to put up with people or tolerate somebody. You won't find it. He said, love them with a genuine love. How on earth am I supposed to show a genuine love? First Thessalonians 5 and 11 says, so encourage each other and build each other up just as you are doing. Love is encouraging. See, the, encourage, and the word encouragement in that scripture comes from parakaleo. Parakaleo. Para, para means alongside of, and kaleo means to call. So to, so to encourage someone is to call them alongside you. It's basically a call to arms. You see, <clears throat> when, you, when you see someone struggling, um, and sensing something, we call them alongside of us, and we encourage them. You know, but what happens a lot of times in, in churches and in our life, God brings somebody into your life, and then instead of loving them, we judge them, and we push them away right back out. And God's like, I brought them in, and now you're sending them away. I brought someone to you that could have been your confidant. But because you just prejudge them, then all of a sudden now, You've lost out on that relationship that I had for you. 
We try, we try to disciple unbelievers before they're saved. You know, see, I, I reach out sometimes to people on Facebook when God puts me on their heart, puts them on my heart, you know, and it's amazing. Or maybe I won't even reach out. Maybe just my post. I'll post something, and someone will say, wow, Pastor Doug, that really encouraged me. That really ministered to me. I have so many people reach out to me and say, hey, Pastor Doug, you don't understand how, that, that you were speaking to me and, or how bad I needed that. Well, why does that happen? I didn't know that they were going any th through anything. Sometimes I do, but I don't make my post based on one person. I got 3,500 friends. I don't, I'm not going to do it for one person. I would send them a personal message and encourage them. But when I put something on Facebook like that, you know, why? Well, because when I, when I post, I pray first. Well, I just don't put, sometimes it takes me 30, 45 minutes to even post because I'm praying, God, what do I, I want to be, I want to be an imp. I don't want to just be, I want to be a creator. I don't want to be a consumer. I don't want to go through Facebook and just like, 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 like. I want to create things in Facebook. I want to create an environment. I want to create a post to do things that will cause people to stop and say, oh, wow, I needed that. And that happens by praying before you post. Now, you need to look at your neighbor, your spouse, or somebody, and, and tell them, pray before you post, okay? Because of the fact, you need to put that on here on, 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 on this live. And also, you, you know, you need to pray before you respond. Just because you disagree with something on Facebook, let me get on my little soapbox. Just because, I've been say this last week, so I'm going to say it now. Just because you disagree with something on Facebook does not need to mean that you need to run your mouth about it. Okay? You, sometimes we just need to zip it. What's the word say? Put a guard over my heart and a, and a door over, over my lips. Because Facebook is, n there's no argument ever, ever gotten solved on Facebook. If you truly feel that strong about it, pick up your phone and call and say, hey, brother, you put something on Facebook, I just want to ask you about it. And have a conversation. That's relationship. Posting something on Facebook when half the time you don't even know them is cowardly. Okay, I'm, I need to stop now. I'm starting to, I'm starting to preach. I was going to minister to y'all today. I was supposed to be a minister. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But it just makes me so mad because I see people. I'm like, why are you doing this? There's no need to respond. Call somebody up and, and have a side. DM them to the side. But it's not, and, and, you know, and when you, got, when you got problems with your husband, when you got problems with your kids and your wife, it's not the whole world's responsibility to, to try to minister to you and help you through that. Instead of coming to Facebook and, and telling, telling your husband and wife off or your neighbor off, go to God. Because all you, you're letting people in in your business that don't need to know it. Pastor Doug, you're kind of being kind of harsh. You know why? Because I love you. And it's my job as pastor and as, 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 as your shepherd to take you by the, the hook sometimes with the, the shepherd hook and pull you back in a little bit and say, hey, come on, you're better than this. And we all are. And we get so caught up in the things, we get involved in stuff and conversations and stuff that we just shouldn't have never been a part in. And then we try to figure out how can we dig ourselves out. So how do I keep all this stuff? Because, you know, you know I just feel discouraged a lot of times. Well, the, Ephesians 4.29 well, look at here. I didn't, I didn't realize this was the next scripture before I said that. I didn't look down. Look, you're going to love, y'all going to love this, though. Let no corrupt word proceed out of my mouth. See how God works? I, did, I promise to Jesus I did not look at that next scripture. But what is good and necessary for edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. We need more grace. We need more mercy. We want God to give us grace and mercy, but we don't want to give grace and mercy. 
So what is, a, what is a lesson? That love is edifying. Edifying. In the Greek, the word for edify is um, oikodame. Um, and it comes from oikos, which is house, and domeo, which is to build. Um, so he, so Paul's using a Greek term, to, 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 which means to build a house for relationships. So when we're together, you build relationships. See, relationships just don't all the time just happen. Sometimes you get with people that you, that you like and boom, it happens. But, but relationships are built. You build, you build a foundation and you, salvation is the same way. Sal, faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. I plant Apollos water and God gave the increase. There is layers. Okay? Um, and so it re, he's replied it. So we are surrounded by people who cannot fix themselves and only Jesus can do that. We are, we are called as Christians whenever, whenever we, after you be, the discipleship process should be, we should be called renovators. We ought to have, we ought to have a renovator team. Okay? Because too often, instead of being a renovator, we become a demolisher. And we tear people down. Rather than say, oh, I don't have to tell, er, tear everything down about you. There's some good things in here, and we need to save that and just work on the part that, 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 you need, that, that God wants you to work on. But we feel like we've got to tear everything down and start over again. God, don't have to, God doesn't work that way. We need to be renovators and go into people's lives and help them renovate some, some, some things and disciple them and love them. One thing that will kill, kill a relationship faster than anything is self-absorption. People want to talk about themselves. You know, or only the good parts of the church that they like, or only the, only good experiences in their lives. You know, but instead of me, 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 it needs to be us. For instance, if I said, everybody in here, and, and on, you know, online you could do it too, you know, hey, everybody right now on count of three, yell out your favorite food. Ready? One, two, three. Okay. Now, everybody yell your real favorite food, bacon on three. Ready? One, two, three. Bacon. Okay, did you see how we were together on that one? And then the other one, it was everybody was for their own selves. There's no unity when everybody wants to do their own thing. There's no unity when churches want to do their own thing. There's no unity whenever we as Christians try to do our own thing. We have to unify and say we need to get together. It's a consumer-based mentality that says what's in it for me. We are, the, we, we are the church, and we serve a lost and broken world. We are supposed to go out and serve, but Christians are supposed to go out and serve. Christians are supposed to go out and serve, but we think we're at Cracker Barrel, and we want others to serve us. When you're at a restaurant, it's proper for you to be served. It shouldn't be that way. But it's also proper for us as Christians to go out and serve others. Matthew chapter 5, 43 through 45. You have heard it that it has been said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies. Bless those who curse you and um, do good to those who hate you. And pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. See, when I grew up, um, my mom would always correct me. My mom would say, you know, I would say, I, I hate them. And my mom would say, no, you don't hate them. 
you know, you hate their ways. But that didn't help me whatsoever because I, I, I put that in with the, thing, the times that she told me that if I sat too close to the television, my eyes were going to cross. And I put that same comment into that, that, to the same comment whenever I'm sitting there and she would spray Bactine on my wounds and I would be screaming and she would say, see, it's working. See, I was like, those are all lies. You know, as a, but as a kid, it didn't compute. I didn't understand it. But see, what I realized she was trying to teach me is that love overcomes obstacles and excuses. It, it sees beyond it sees beyond and does not minimalize it. In order to see the person whom God creates and loves. When, when people see you loving them through their pain and through their hurt, they see more Christ in you than they've ever seen. When people see you love them in spite of y'all's differences, they see Christ in you more than he ever could. Love is forgiving. We'll stop right there. We've got to do better. We've got to do our part. We can't get so caught up in, 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 in what the media says and what we see on television and we see on the live Facebooks and all this kind of stuff. We can't get so caught up what, 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 what they say and what they say, what this church says and what this church says. We've got to follow God and say, God, will you lead me? Will you give me a heart? Will you help me to love someone that, that instead of tolerating? That is just still on my heart. Please, guys, pray today and ask God. God, who am I tolerating and not loving? I'm going to think about that all week long, and I'm going to go, go through my Rolodex in my mind. I don't have to repent if there's anybody that I'm just tolerating because it's the right thing to do, and I want, them to, I want people to think that I'm a Christian. You're tolerating them because you're living a deceptive lie. You want people to, toleration means I want you to think that I'm okay, but I'm really not. And we got to be careful with that. Well, welcome back to church, everyone. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had something really sweet and nice for our first service until God changed it at 10 o'clock last night. But I'm going to follow God. And I'm going to do what God's called me to do. And I'm going to lead you. And sometimes it's going to be unpopular. And sometimes you're going to disagree with me, and we can talk about that. And sometimes it's going to hurt. Sometimes I'm going to step on your toes, and sometimes I'm going to break your ankles. But I promise you, it will 100% all the time come from a good place in my heart trying to help you do better. I'm not perfect, and I don't make all the right decisions. But I'm do, I'll do my best. Because I love you, and I care about you, and I'm not tolerating you. You are my friend. I'm honored to be your pastor, even if, even if it's with our online congregation. I don't know if y'all saw it or not the other day. I said, we got two campuses in Wilmington now. We got our, our physical campus, and we got our online campuses. You know, we got a, lot, a ton of people. We, we have, you know, thousands of people that watch our, watch our video all during the week. And so we're pumped up that we have, have an extra congregation.
congregation now that we're ministering to. And, and you online, a lot of you will come back to church, but a lot of you don't live even where anywhere near where you can come back to church. But you're just as important to me as those in this room because you have a soul and you're watching us because you want me to be your pastor and you want me to feed you and I'm going to feed you. I'm going to do my best to lead you and guide you in direction. So I'm going to be praying right now. If, if you have a prayer request, you can, you can put it online. Just say, hey, Pastor, pray for me or whatever. Um, and if you're in this room today and you have a prayer request, if you put your hand up, we can just we'll have a closing prayer. You may have a prayer request that you want me to remember today. Amen? Amen. Okay. Let's just go to God in prayer right now and ask for his, his blessing. Dear Heavenly Father, we just love you right now. We thank you for all that you've done. God, thank you, God, for the last several weeks of, of messages about love like you've never been hurt. God, but also, Lord, thank you for this message today that is challenging us to move past what we think love is or what it really is. Search our hearts, God, and help us not to tolerate, but to liberate love, life, and relationships. God, in this world right now, God, we just pray for Jehovah Shalom, the peace of God, to minister. And God, we know in the last day bad things are going to happen, but I, I still pray that you can still bring peace and you can help us. Help us be a light to show love. Let us be that person that, that, that everybody's hated on somebody all day long and let us show them the love. Let, let, let us be able to show them the love, Father. And Lord, let that person say, well, maybe there is a God. There's still love. Because right now, Father, there's so much hate in this world. People are even doubting if you're real. Help us not to be a counterfeit by tolerating, but be the original by loving. God, thank you so much for the opportunity to gather back, even though there's, there's not as many people, Father, in this room, God, because of, of, of the COVID, God, we just pray that you continue to bring us back together to where we can fully get in this room and just erupt. But in the meantime, help us to erupt with love out in our community. Help to us erupt in our love and in our, in our community with forgiveness. Help us to erupt in our love in the community relationships and life. We love you, Father. All those that raise their hands, you know their needs. I don't need to know their needs. I know some. I don't know all of them. But God, I know that you're able to help them. And I pray that you dispatch angels right now to reach your people, God, and minister to them.